0: Hello, family and friends. The title of today's message is Water Walking Lessons. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you today so thankful. Your goodness and your mercy are just so amazing. Your love, your compassion. We're just so thankful you sent your son, Jesus, to die on that cross at Calvary. We choose to live a life that glorifies him. Father, we choose to always follow Jesus We know he's not a way, he's the way. Father, we choose to live a life to the very end, to honor him and to follow him. And we thank you for it in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Well, folks, we're going to talk today about water walking lessons. One of the greatest miracles in the Bible is Jesus, and don't forget Peter, walking on the water. Have you tried that recently? We should never forget that faith is belief in the unseen realm. God operates in the realm of faith. Let's review some water-walking lessons today and start in Matthew chapter 14 in the Amplified Bible, verse 19. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass, and he took five loaves and the two fish. And looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. Twenty, they all ate and were satisfied. They picked up 12 baskets of leftover broken pieces. 21. There were about 5,000 men who ate, besides women and children. Folks, Jesus fed 5,000 men, plus women and children, with five loaves of bread and two fish. This great miracle happened right before Jesus and Peter walked on the water. So, one lesson for us all getting out of the boat again is remembering that God is a miracle God and not just a one-time miracle God. He never changes. But remember, it is our faith in him and speaking and acting on his word that produces results. I bet Peter's faith had a little boost after seeing Jesus feed all those people on that little amount of food. Now let's go on to the next verse. Verse 22, immediately he, Jesus, directed the disciples to get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, while he sent the crowds away. My friends, another lesson ahead of this great water-walking miracle is that Jesus said to his disciples, get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side. Jesus always spoke the truth. They were going to make it to the other side, just like Jesus said. 23. After he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When it was evening, he was there alone. Folks, another pre-water walking lesson is to keep up our prayer life. Jesus was up on the mountain by himself praying. 24. But the boat by this time was already a long distance from land, tossed and battered by the waves, for the wind was against them. Twenty-five, and in the fourth watch of the night, three to six a.m., Jesus came to them walking on the sea. My friends, it was the middle of the night, and there came Jesus walking on the water in the storm. I found that oftentimes God will talk to us in the night when we are quiet and we will listen to him better. 26. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It is a ghost! And they cried out in fear. 27. But immediately spoke to them, saying, Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. Folks, don't beat yourselves up when you've messed up and missed God or maybe gotten into fear. These were Jesus' disciples, and they weren't perfect either. But the balance to that is we're called to continue to grow in our faith. We should not be the same as we were five years ago. 28. Peter replied to him, Lord, if it is really you, command me to come to you on the water. My friends, I think this part is kind of funny. What was Jesus going to say? Uh, no, it's not me. <laughs> of course it was him. 29. He said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came toward Jesus. Folks, have you gotten out of the boat lately and stretched your faith to do something special for God? It is so easy to get into a rut, isn't it? But Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water. But don't miss the next part, and came toward Jesus. All of the power in us comes from God, And we have to be coming towards Jesus, the Word, and not towards the world. 30. But when he saw the effects of the wind, he was frightened, and he began to sink. And he cried out, Lord, save me! My friends, it is easy for us to say now, right? But Peter took his eyes off of Jesus and focused on the world, the effects of the wind. And that took him from faith to fear and the power of God was leaving. But God is merciful when we mess up. Verse 31 Immediately Jesus extended his hand and caught him, saying to him, O oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Folks, we can really learn a lot from what Jesus said and did here. First of all, he helped Peter when Peter messed up, and Jesus saved Peter, and Jesus will help us in our lives too. And he is the only one that will save us for eternity. Number two, Jesus said to Peter, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? So little faith produced doubt in the promises of God. Jesus told Peter to come, and he did. That seems like big faith, doesn't it? But his faith didn't endure when he thought about and saw the surroundings, the wind, the natural things. Then doubt came quickly. So, Jesus is trying to teach us here that focus is so important. We have to keep our focus on Him and not the world, on what Jesus said, the Word of God, not what the world says. The more we focus on Jesus, the more faith we'll have. The more we focus on the world, the less faith we'll have and the more doubt we'll have. 32. And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. My friends, when we let Jesus in our boat, the storms of our life will calm down. Jesus is peace. But we have to choose to let him in our boat of life and keep him in our boat of life. Sometimes people get into the storms of life and then throw Jesus overboard. That is obviously a very bad plan. 33. Then those in the boat worshiped him with awe-inspired reverence, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. Folks, I think this part is a little funny too. Jesus had just fed 5,000 men along with women and children with five loaves and two fish. But I guess that miracle wasn't enough. Does that apply to our lives too sometimes? Maybe God has done a great miracle in our lives, or maybe many miracles but we soon forget what he has done and focus again on the problems and or the negatives in our life. Verse 34, When they had crossed over the sea, they went ashore to Gennesaret. 35, And when the men of that place recognized him, they sent word throughout all the surrounding district and brought to him all who were sick. 36, And they begged him to let them merely touch the fringe of his robe, and all who were touched were perfectly restored. My friends, notice that these people had faith in Jesus and brought the sick people to Him to be healed. Folks, God never changes. He is still a healer. He is still a miracle God. Are we bringing our sick to Him with faith that He can and will heal them? Are we bringing our great needs to Him with faith that He still does great miracles today? Let's be more like Peter moving forward and challenge ourselves to get out of the boat and use our faith and see God's miracles. Praise God. Let's pray. Father, we're so thankful you're a miracle God. So thankful for your word, Father. You never change, Father. You've always done miracles and you always will for us, Father. So we're thankful, Father. We choose to keep our switch of faith turned on not turn on doubt, Father. We thank you for your mercy and love and your goodness. And we choose to live a life that glorifies you and live for you to the end. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Well, folks, you can contact us at CelebrateJesusMinistry at gmail.com or by phone at 812-449-8147. We love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.